0: You are listening to the Venture Scale SaaS Operator, the podcast where we interview founders who are actually in the trenches. We talk about the transparent journey of how they built their SaaS companies, how they grow them, and what they would do differently if they would do it all over. Hey, folks. With us today, Emre Kaxal, founder of Anchor. Emre, super happy to have you.
1: Likewise. Great to be here. Thanks, Nicholas. Awesome.
0: Let's dive right in. What problem does Anchor solve?
1: So, that's a great question. So, uh, Anchor actually, um, uh, you know, organizations continually lose data, right? Um, yeah. You know, it's not, you keep reading about it in the news. Um, perhaps one thing that you don't read as much is it happens maybe more often uh, through internal factors and insiders than uh, external, say, attackers coming in and stealing your data. Well, uh, we claim that that's not the problem. Uh, that's merely the sim- symptom of the core problem, which is, you know, the solutions that you put out there today to solve your uh, uh, data loss uh, actually do not focus on data. They focus on blocking, say, networks, applications, and more importantly, like uh, uh, eliminating actions by people, which means they almost always cause friction to the business. And what happens is people look for ways around it. And ultimately, these projects in most part become unsuccessful. And because they also like focus on the activity around data rather than data itself, uh, uh, the surface that they need to focus on is so large that almost requires like full-time IT, many of them to manage uh, not just onboard, but manage the solutions that you have out there. And Anchor basically eliminates this friction between business uh, and uh, security. It makes, you know, uh, your files secured without any friction. The secret source is simplicity. You add it and without changing any of the workflows. Uh, 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 Anchor eliminates any, uh, uh, you know, losses through insider factors as well as, you know, external uh, components. And
0: who's the typical customer for that? Which type of company?
1: So very broadly, anytime you have data that you care about, like in the form of mostly files, uh, you're a potential customer, you're a prospect for us. But today our fastest growing vertical is in industrial manufacturing and energy. Um, You know, the reason for that is uh, the way we solve the problem the data type or where you store the data is unimportant for us. We don't change anything. It stays there. And as a result, uh, the users or the industries that have like various forms of IP, not just documents or forms, but like also CAD files or source code, for example, those companies, because we unify the protection across the board. Uh, 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 you know, care about our product uh, quite a bit because of its universality and because it doesn't require them to change uh, anything in their workflows.
0: Interesting. That's quite a sensitive topic for most companies. Then is it the typical enterprise sales where it's like a very consultative way in for the customers to start using you? Or is there like a self-serve component or how does like the go-to-market motion work for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, so uh, obviously, like, I mean, we have customers of all sizes. It's not just enterprise, which obviously, as you mentioned, they have uh, a true problem in terms of protection because they have the vast amount of data, but also small and mid sized organizations have this problem. So uh, one of the things that we, again, uh, the, the secret sauce is simplicity and transparency. So we want to be simple to the different components or different segments of the customer, not just the end user, but also, uh, you know, the management and onboarding component of it. So there's definitely self-serve. We are at the end of the day, like at a hardcore SaaS platform with some uh, agents deployed to the endpoints if the customer wants to control their data on the endpoints as well. So uh, uh, we, uh, you know, the SaaS component is ready. The clusters are ready when the customers are onboarding. The endpoints uh, deployments are super simple. And ultimately, uh, you know, we ask three questions to the customers. Where's you know, where do you want to keep your data? Who gets access and how? How do you want these uh, users to get access? And it can easily be entered from a dashboard. There is some training involved in that. But all in all, uh, it's like, I mean, yeah, maybe an hour, an hour and a half in deployment, which is in contrast to, for example, a typical DLP, which stands for data loss pre- uh, prevention, a project which lasts for like eighteen months just to scope the project. So uh, uh, yeah, I mean that's that's like the way we want to be. Very simple, just simply uh, um, you know flip a few toggle switches, enter a few data, and you're good to go. That's the way we want to be.
0: If you need to hire the right developers and ship fast, then React Squad is for you. A boutique agency that specializes in React and only works with fast growth startups. Get a 14-day risk-free trial and a transparent price of $95 per hour. Visit reactsquad.io to learn more. And then I would love to switch gears a bit from like the product side to, to like the company building side. You started in 2019 and your venture back. Could you tell us a bit about your, your funding history, so to say, uh, so far?
1: So uh, uh, I raised some small pre-seed. Uh, like around a million, a little north of a million, precede our product is, uh, uh, you know, very innovative. It's a blue ocean type product. We were building something significant, substantial, is not just an application. It touches all these components. Uh, it's a complex product. It's a complex product because we want to make it simple for the end user. I mean, we don't want to be like a simple to build, but, you know, add all the complexities to the end user. Kind of flipped around, which means the product is uh, sophisticated. It took us maybe two, two and a half years in stealth to have it, uh, uh, you know, that we to a point that we are satisfied. We are satisfied with it. Uh, So around end of twenty one or early twenty two, we came out of stealth. So that also coincides with um, uh, uh, you know the black hat conference. We have been joining uh, the conference. Sharing the same boats with Lockheed Martin uh, uh, for two years in a row, and uh, you know we came out of the stealth. We started uh, selling the way we designed the uh, business. uh, We designed it in two stages: the business go to market. The first stage was, hey, how can we get very quick feedback? How can we solve customer problems immediately? Make the sales transactional deployment like in the matter of minutes, as opposed to years so uh, uh that was the way we executed the first phase of the book uh, business for that phase i have raised another 5 million this is like again end of 20 early 21 time frame um you know uh, so all in all we raised a little like, like around 6 million um you know uh, and right now we are uh, going through and you know like almost very comfortable with that phase of Quick business execution to three-week sales cycles. Deploy, you know, solve immediate problems of the customers as quickly as we can. So that's the phase that we're at right now. And I'm, uh, I mean, just to complete the uh, uh, answer. Right now, I'm also in the middle of a fundraising round. This one is not like a Series A. What I want is like a very smallish uh, bridge round between now and Series A. Uh, uh, to take us to uh, like as comfortable as transactional and as you know again um, immediate in onboarding for larger like enterprise type clients as we have right now for small to mid sized businesses.
0: God, and then it's like we we're recording here in June 2023, and the funding environment is let's just say not not the greatest, not the best. As the founder and CEO, how what is different and how you attempt or execute this fundraiser compared to the ones in like 2021 and early? Because it's like the sure nobody wants to say like the R word recession, it's not quite that, but like the tech sector got hit quite a bit. So how do you manage that like from a founder level?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Cost of capital is much higher. People Uh, are much more risk averse in this environment. So, I mean, what we do is, so there are different types of investors. I mean, uh, one type of investor is more what I refer to as like the spreadsheet investor. They uh, look at every single detail about your uh, business, like want to eliminate all the risks, you know, like ask their specific questions about Hey, what about this bullet of expense? What about, you know, like this item on the pro forma, for example. So, um, you know, uh, it becomes much more difficult to get funding from those uh, type of investors because they're very risk averse to begin with and, um, you know, becomes much worse in environments like this. And then there's the second type of investors who are visionary. Okay. So, hey, what is the problem? What's the vision, the big vision? How do you uh, execute your vision? What's the plan? And once they get it, it's like, yeah, I get it. You know, uh, uh, this has the potential to change the way people do business. So I'm in it. So those kind of investors are still out there. And, you know, like um, uh, economic outlook, obviously barring some big depression or something, economic outlook would not change much in the vision of those visionary investors and what we do right now is we uh, uh you know look for those kind of investors and you know like talk to external or even like we have almost all of our investors are that kind like uh, v- visionary we also uh, uh talk to our insider uh, investors for uh, further funding and they uh, they are pretty um enthusiastic about it let me put it that way and yeah. so first a first off like thanks to ton for
0: like the the honest view because especially for like first-time founders who who might have their first fundraising experience now i think it's like good to to hear to hear that sure um you touched the vision what is the big vision for
1: anchor so uh big vision for anchor it's i mean so We are about solving customers' problems. Uh, Ultimately, though, the uh, big vision is kind of a little beyond solving customers' problems, which is, I mean, obviously will remain at the core of our business. The big vision is we want to change the way people think about and implement uh, control of data and ownership of data. We want people to understand they can, like, share and collaborate without giving up up ownership of their data and we want them to understand that they can do it in such a simple fashion that you know like uh, um you know ultimately we exist to like uh, end the war between business and security people there's this notorious trade-off between business and security yeah we have to give up security to get more uh, uh, you know uh, uh, comfortable in the business or vice versa, we want to end that uh, way of thinking because that kind of a trade-off need not be. So we exist to end the war between business and security.
0: Yeah, that's that's quite unique. I would love to switch gears once again because like being a founder, no matter if it's bootstrap or venture, because can be quite tough at times. So is there a war story of the time basically starting the business and then running it until now, like a, a war story you can
1: share with us? Uh, sure. So, um, you know, uh, it, it, is, so it is tough. So one of the things is, um, you know, I have, uh, you know, as a background, I have been coming from like a, uh, an academic background, you know, I was a tenure track faculty, I was tenured. And people refer to like this tenure process as um, one of the toughest periods and one of the most stressful periods of their lives. Um, I mean, some of the listeners may be familiar with that process. It's indeed very stressful. But what is a little more stressful about being a founder is, um, you know, some of the things need to continue forever. I mean, for example, you cannot just say, okay, I did fundraising. Now that that's over, I can focus on everything else. No fundraising goes on forever. Like I mean, you have to think about the next round and the next round and so on and so forth until you kind of come to a point where it's self-sustained. You know, but there's also like a trade-off between self-sustained and growth, so you have to be careful about that. So it's it has to be uh, like an ongoing process. And number two, sales. So you cannot say okay. Every other component of my business is great, but so I can ignore sales? No, uh, are you kidding me? I mean, sales—you have to be successful. You have to sell. You have to have happy customers. You have to keep them happy. Support the customers. You're there to sell your product, so it has to thrive. You have to show growth there. Marketing, obviously, to feed the customers, you have to go out there and educate. Uh, uh, you know, everybody educate. Like, be a maybe a thought leader as a founder. So, uh, that is like marketing and education should be out there continuously. You cannot say, okay, I mean, I'm going to ignore that. It doesn't work that way. And, you know, perhaps uh, uh, last but not least, the product. You have to have a rock solid product, it's the face of your company. You have to have like the people should look at your product and, um, you know, you have to be proud of it. And uh, that is also something that you need to keep solid. You know, you have to add the capabilities to it, but you need to have a very solid product throughout. So the challenge in being a founder is all of these components of the business need to be good at all times. Need to be thrive at all times. It cannot be like, hey, okay, I solved one problem. Now it's done. Focus on everything else. No. You have to focus on everything to make it good, to make it sustainable at all times. So that's the big problem. And, you know, like everybody has like war stories about keeping all the components of the business good at all times. But this is the big war uh, uh, challenge that I have. I mean, like at every day, every morning, how can I, you know, focus on everything else and everything and keep them as strong as they were in day one and you know how can we continually so that's that's the big challenge and the uh, you know the the uh, war that i have with myself internal war every day you know what
0: what, what is one way florist i can totally understand and feel that
1: what is one way in which you cope with that team is super important. And as a founder, you have to, as a leader, not just a founder, as a leader, you have to replace yourself, right? So one thing that, um, and, you know, leaders get the fallacy of, okay, instead of like spending the time onboarding somebody else and, um, you know, teaching them to solve the problem, which I'm not sure I trust, I will do it myself. So you cannot so you have to trust other people so you have to continually replace yourself you cannot stay on top of everything at all times you have to find the right people to replace yourself about every aspect you're good in business you have focus on business but continually find somebody who can do the same thing and you can i mean you won't you'll never have the shortage of problems to solve for the business so replace yourself and find the replacement so that you can move on to the other stuff that's not being addressed right now. So uh, the answer to your question is build a team, continue to look for the best person to do the tasks that you're doing right now. Replace yourself.
0: I think that is an amazing point to wrap up. Enwila, we'll yeah. thanks a ton for all the insights and thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, my pleasure, Nicholas. Thanks for having me. It was great uh, being here.
0: If you like this episode, then you'll love the SaaS Operator, a weekly newsletter brought to you by Early Node. With actionable insights from SaaS experts in the industry, delivered right to your inbox every Tuesday for free. Visit earlynode.com to subscribe.